Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the feelings reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, it's crazy because we finally at the NFL playoffs, y'all. They calling it a super wild card weekend. Because, you know, as you know, if you don't know, they added an extra team. So now instead of six seeds, it's seven seeds in every conference. And it literally comes down to the last game of the season, which is very exciting for the fans. You know what I mean? Like, even when it seemed like your team is out of it, they got a chance all the way to the end. So with that being said, uh, let's talk about it. Okay, we got some interesting matchups that we could talk about, and I'm going to just start from the beginning and go down the line. Like, it, There is no particular order like best matchup, worst matchup. I'm just going to go how they got it pegged. I don't know if this is how the games are going to go or going to play out, but we'll see. Because, you know, one thing I did learn, schedule they they start flexing it towards the end i, I kind of knew about the flip but it was more so like they moved like i think it was like the bills and dolphins was supposed to be in the morning and then they moved it to sunday night the last game so when you do the the pick em pool or whatever like we do some you know that last game is usually the game that you pick the scores off of and it was kind of messing everything up from what the sheet said but we finally got it right. It was an exciting week 18, just like it was from week one. Like, from start to finish, there was no disappointments, especially if you won. Now, if you didn't win, you was a little disappointed. But, you know, during the season, I did get – I got one win, but it was the biggest, you know, pot ever. So, I was happy about that. But, anyway, let's get to talking about these playoff games. So, first, you got the Browns versus the Texans, right? And this matchup is intriguing because – the whole Joe Flacco thing. And it's like, he been doing his thing, man. It's like straight off the couch with it. Like this, the true definition of staying ready. Like it's so amazing. But then too, like with that being said, um, that boy CJ Stroud on the other end, that youngster, he's, he doing his thing. And you know what I mean? It sucks that, they're missing Tank Dell, who who became their top uh, wide receiver throughout the season. He had suffered a season-ending injury, so he won't be there. But it's with as long as the Texans have had C.J. Stroud, I know. I think it was I want to no, they backup not Chase Daniel. Whoever the Texans backup is, I know he played like two games. Excuse me if I forget his name, but you could tell the second. That CJ got back from the injury. I think he missed two games. The second he got back, the energy picked right out, uh, right where he left off at. So I know Browns got that defense, but towards the end of the season, and it's crazy, and I'm not trying to be biased with this, but like it kind of started when my Broncos played them. Like and everybody, everybody who's anybody, if you really know football, you know how how much of a struggle bus our offense was throughout the season. But we was able to expose that defense. And it seems like ever since we did that, like that Browns defense 
hasn't been as vaunted as everybody was saying at the beginning of the season. And it's crazy because they would I, I didn't see them in the, this position after Deshaun Watson went down. Not saying he wasn't playing the greatest to begin with. I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's still the rust factor with that, but I don't know, you can't take a year off of football and then come back and then still be what you was. I don't care for what reason if you it's hard to come back from injury, but even if it's not injury related, taking a year out of any sport and then thinking you're going to be at the top of your game when you get back is it's real abnormal. So I'm kind of like, I'm not surprised in a sense. And I don't know if we'll ever see him like he was with the Texans. But yeah, no, but with that being said, though, I feel like, and it's going to be upset in some people's minds, but I feel like the Texans are going to get this matchup. Like, just offensively, offensively, they doing their thing. And it's like, I don't think the Browns' defense is going to be able to stop C.J. Stroud. He can throw it 400 yards. He can run for 100-plus yards. And he's not one of those quarterbacks. He can run, but he trusts his arm. And you could tell his pocket presence is amazing. At this young age, you know how, like, some young quarterbacks, like, like this is rookie season, y'all. This is his rookie year. It, it's, it's one of those things, like, Bryce Young was the number one pick, but C.J. Stroud kind of making you forget that he wasn't number one. And it's, and it's making you think, like, should he have went number one? But it, I always tell people, he ended up in the right situation. Because I don't know if he would have did this with the Panthers. Because number one, it's cool being number one. It's great. It's a great story. You know, blessings to your family, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But you go into a terrible situation. See, a lot of people was looking at the Texans because they were number two in the record. And they're like, they're not as, they're bad too. And I'm like, nah, they literally, since Deshaun left, since they traded him away, They've been a quarterback away. That's it. Like, they've had a nice young talent on defense and on offense. They just needed a quarterback to put them over the hump. And they're one of the teams that where it was like they needed a quarterback and it'll fix everything. You know, they say that about a couple of other franchises, but in this case, it rang true. Like, you know what I mean? And I you can kind of say the same for the Browns. because. Even though, of course, at Joe Flacco's age, we could say a serviceable quarterback. They just need a competent quarterback for the Browns. And we see what they can do. So I'm kind of excited about this matchup because it's it's the it's the unknowns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Joe Flacco has came back and took the league by storm. But C.J. Stroud has always kicked also, excuse me, has come into the league and took the league by storm. So this is going to be a real intriguing matchup. Me personally, I'm leaning towards the Texans. I haven't made my picks yet, but I'm leaning towards the Texans with that one because it's just like it's, it's becoming like you bet against C.J. Stroud and you get burned. You know what I mean? Even in a even in a playoff setting, and I feel like with this kid, I don't think the the moment is going to be too big for him. You know how that goes, like, oh, is he going to be? The playoffs is a little bit different, and it is. The game is called a little bit different, but 
I don't see him having that much of a that much of a problem. I don't know. I don't know how far the Texans will go. With that being said, if they do come out on top, but this your rookie of the year, regardless, and you can build on your team. And in my opinion, D'Amico Ryan should be the coach of the year. I know they were saying Kevin Stefanski for the Browns because of what Joe Flacco then came out and did, and it was a couple other people there. But I mean, I think the Bucks head coach because of what Baker got them doing. I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit. But I think it should be D'Amico Ryan's because nobody thought the Texans would be like this. I mean, I kind of—I'm not gonna say I thought they would be this, but I knew they would be. I knew they would be better than the record they was tagged with last year. I knew CJ would come in and he would change life. And they will win. Honestly, I had them at seven games. I had them winning seven games. And that's a far cry from what they was last year. So they've exceeded expectations immensely. And I believe not only CJ will be rewarded, regardless of how far the Texans go, and D'Amico Ryans need to be rewarded too for Coach of the Year because the job he's been doing over there. And everybody thought, you know, he was the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. That's a whole machine over there. So you automatically think like, oh, it, it's not him. It's the – because the defense is still good in, in Frisco. So you automatically think it's like a plug-and-play situation. I'm like, nah, he's he not just a motivator. He's, he's a motivator, but he's a good X's and O's coach too. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how that matchup is going to play out. Again, it's the Browns versus the Texans. Texans get the home game uh, via being the AFC South champions. They they edged out the Jaguars to get that. So let's see how it go. But, yeah, so my next, I'm going to talk about Dolphins and KC. Okay, so for this next matchup, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Dolphins uh ended up being the wild card game for out of the AFC, one of the wild card teams, excuse me, out of the AFC. And of course, KC won the uh AFC West. So they get the home game. The game is gonna be in Kansas City. It's gonna be what they say, Chiefs Kingdom be rocking or whatever. But see, and then this one for me is kinda it's kinda hard to talk about, y'all. I'm just being honest because like of course, if you've listened, everybody knows I'm a Denver Bronco fan. But so naturally, it's like my biggest rival, one of my biggest rival is the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't stand them. You know what I mean? And it's just like from top to bottom. I mean, Big Red, Andy Reid, like he's a cool coach to me. I like Andy Reid. Everybody else, I ain't really got nothing positive to say, but we're going to try. Because they're playing against the Dolphins. And as of this year, I, I ain't got shit good to say about the Dolphins. But again, we're going to try. You know what I mean? If, if you if you was living under a rock, week three they put they put uh they put seventy on our heads, y'all. They beat us by fifty, so that was kind of tough. But again, I think this matchup is gonna be very high scoring because the Dolphins' offense is that dynamic, and it's gonna be this is a big moment. Again, this is gonna be a big moment. Like, Tua been doing this all season. He's been putting the ball in the playmaker's hands. And that's not – it's not bad. Like, he's been the point guard of their offense, to use a basketball term. And that's not bad. People try to use it – I mean, I guess 
because I guess they try to, th- to throw the term, excuse me, game the game manager out there as like a negative connotation, but he's smart. Let me get the ball out quick. Mike McDaniel's, I love his, I do love his system. Get the ball out quick. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Don't hold the ball too long because it puts your offensive line in a fucked up position. So I love how they have it structured where that you could tell there's a clock that two is on. There's a clock in his head. It's either we're getting the ball to Waddle, we're getting the ball to Tyreek, um, we're getting the ball to Moster, we getting you know what I mean? They're getting the ball in a playmaker's hands and they're making things happen. And if it ain't there, throw it away. If the check down ain't there, throw it away. Cause one one thing about that, they're doing a lot of deep, shallow crosses and everything. And it, they're trying to find a way to get, like I said, get the ball in Waddle hands, get the ball in Tyreek hand, who is still, I mean, even though he didn't got up there in age, he's still, can't nobody mess with Cheetah. He's still the fastest in the league. If you, you can't bump and run, you can't bump and run on him. He ha- And he has hands too. That's what I don't like. People, they, they talk about his speed, but they don't talk about his catch radius, even at his size. He has a good catch radius. He makes... He makes great catches too. It ain't just taking the top off the defense. He the route tree, his route tree is crazy. So we gotta give him like of course we know that they're not gonna give a my bad y'all. But like I was saying, yeah, they're not gonna give a wide receiver or even a skilled player uh the MVP. But if they but if it was a fair shot, we know that's a quarterback award nowadays. If it was a fair shot, I would put Cheetah in there. I would put I would uh give Tyreek Hill some real consideration in that because let's be honest. Number one, it's cool because he playing against his own his old team, who he won a Super Bowl with. But everybody thought that him leaving Patrick Mahomes and going to Tua, going down to Miami, they was oh, he's just doing it for the money. Playing the game of football, I don't blame you. Get that bag, young man. Go on and get that bag. But he's still the same guy. And he's made Tua even look that much greater. And he has Jalen Waddle on the other side. That helps, too. Like, you know what I mean? And then in KC, I mean, it's still the magician Patrick Mahomes. Because he, he be in situations where it's like, oh, you got him. And then he'll do a one-handed flip. That just I just be wanting somebody to pick that off. Every time a quarterback does that, and not even just Patrick Mahomes. I hate that. That little pitch shovel pass, like when you got him in the clutches of a sack and they just throw the ball away. They need to look into that because some of that be like intentional grounding. Some of the knee be done already hit down and they still don't call it. But it's crazy because it shows how dynamic, like I was saying, it shows though how dynamic Tyreek really is because what's been the flack all year for the Chiefs has been that receiving core. And this is not including Travis Kelsey. He's Travis Kelsey is still a monster. But I'm talking about the actual wide receivers. We know the number one receiver for the Chiefs is Travis Kelsey, but I'm talking about them, them receiving cores from the false starts to the drop passes, like in crucial moments. So... Watching the game, some of them, the Chiefs' record, some of them losses shouldn't have never happened. And it wouldn't have never happened if the Chiefs could find Patrick Mahomes a true number one. Now, for the league, let's pray to God that that, that don't happen. Because if that happens, 
look at it like this. Do y'all remember when Tom Brady got Randy Moss? How scary it was for the league? And they went undefeated. If it they they went undefeated up until they met the Giants, and it took a couple of fluke plays for them to get beat. But that's how dynamic it would be if Patrick Mahomes had a true number one again. Because I I do think that was Tyreek Hill, and it shows now. For whatever reason, the Chiefs didn't pay. Maybe it was Patrick's contract, all the money they had gave him, that they weren't able to pay. But I don't know. It's going to be very exciting. It's going to be I, – I expect a high-scoring game. I'll be shocked if any field goals are taken. It ain't going to be no punts. It ain't going to be no punts. We're going to think this is an arena football game. It's going to be so many points. You score, I score. That's what I expect to see. And KC – they got a serviceable defense that shows up when it matters, especially especially on that front that front line. They show up when it matters. Now I know the Dolphins they have some injuries on their front line, and there's always a question: Is that back line what it used to be? I know they got Jalen Ramsey. Is he the Jalen Ramsey of old, or is he just an old Jalen Ramsey? I mean, with the like I was saying, with the Chiefs receivers, it might not really matter. But, again, they, they've shown that they can be had, too. They've given up big plays in the crucial moments. So I said, defense, just don't get in the offense's way and just let them have an old-fashioned shootout. And Tua, can you outdo the magician? Can you outdo Patrick Mahomes? That's what this is going to be. Because they're, they're still both. Um, well, this was the Chiefs' down year as far as, well, Considered to the stats, it was a down year. I still seen a lot of as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, I'm saying all that to say this. As long as you got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in a one and done situation, it still scares the shit out of me. Because you don't want, you know, it could be a, a call from the ref here. And I'm not saying this like the refs be cheating for him or nothing like that. I'm just saying it could be like you could be a defensive pass interference or a holding call from putting them in position to win the game after you done held them down the whole game. So as long as Miami plays a clean game, and I and I feel like they got to get that running game involved to keep Pat on that sideline. As long as they can do that, they'll be able to win. But if they sit back and let Patrick Mahomes do what he do, they'll one and done and go home and, Nobody, nobody will ever forget about that seven-day hung on us, but will it really matter if you won and done? Because then I can say that you only played one more game than we did. See, I already got it, I already got it you know, sold up. <laughs> it's already sold up when we talking personal because if the Chiefs lose one and done, it's like y'all want the AFC West to do that. But then if Miami go one and done, which I kind of am leaning towards, because, because of the experience factor. That's what I would say. If you had to pick anybody it would it would literally be KC because the experience factor but Miami Miami do have got the horses to do it but experience wise I think the Chiefs is gonna come out on top on that one I think in the end it's gonna be one of them plays where it's gonna be like okay they've been here before and the poise is gonna come into question Dolphins ain't never been here before you know what I mean 
you, then, then it comes then it comes down to the X's and O's too. You got Big Red Andy Reid versus Mike McDaniel's. Mike McDaniel's is that young, exciting coach like Sean McVay was a few years ago. But it's like, can you out scheme the master? At what point? Like, you know? So yeah, with that being said, that that's gonna be that's gonna be fireworks, y'all. That's probably gonna be looking at the looking at the line, like as far as like shot for shot type thing. That's going to be the most exciting matchup of the weekend, in my opinion. So I can't wait to watch it, man. That's going to be that's going to be real cool. Like T.O. said back in the day, get your popcorn ready, because that one's going to be a movie. But, yeah, so next I'm going to talk about uh, the Steelers and the Bills. Yeah, that's the one we're going to go with, Steelers and the Bills. Stay Lionhearted. All right, so next we got the Steelers versus the Bills. Steelers snuck in, y'all. They snuck in with that. Um, I want to say they got. Let me see how this go. How how did this go? Did they end up getting six or seven? It was either six or seven. I don't know. The brackets kind of look crazy, but they either, they ended up getting the the sixth or the seventh uh, spot. And so. The Bills, they won the AFC East. They came out of nowhere. I got to get some credit to Josh Allen, man. I And shout out to my brother. Shout out to C. White, man. He he was on it from jump. He told me, like, they're going to figure it out. He didn't say Josh specifically, but he, like, the Bills is going to figure it out. Because, and I'm not just, like, saying it because it's my squad, but the way he looked, I want to say he had four turnovers against the Broncos in total. And I'm just like, yo. And then, he, of course, he. if anybody know anything, he led the league in turnovers. And I'm like, in the crucial moments, as good as he may be, and then he was their running game for a while. Like, I'm going to get to the Steelers in a minute, but, like, I got I to gotta give him some credit because he completely turned it around. Now, with that being said, again, it's a one-and-done situation. Don't allow those turnovers to rule the ugly head, to, uh, you know, turn the ugly head again. Don't do that. Like, this is what, this is what, so, to my bro, this is what we've been waiting to see. Because I told you, when it's when the one game on the line, when you still got tomorrow to play for, that's one thing. You can figure it out during the season. Pay attention real close. See, White, pay attention real closely, bro. This is what I was talking about. We get to that fourth quarter. Is what you said going to be true or is what I said going to be true? Because he led the league in turnovers. And like Denny Green said back in the day, he is who we thought he was. He is what the, he is what the stats say he is. He, he'll try some shit, but that could either be good or it could be real catastrophically bad. So that's the only knock I would have on. So he's figured it out. Congratulations. He beat. He won the AFC East. I didn't think it was possible. I will admit that. I was saying, no, no, no. Josh Allen ain't what they saying he is. They're putting him up there with Joe Burrow, and they're trying to put him up there with Patrick Mahomes, the Bills this, the Bills that. And he's the problem. I'm not saying he a bad quarterback. I'm not saying that at all. But I just didn't see elite level, not, not throughout the season. But the good thing about the playoffs, you just need a ticket to the dance. And they got they they punched their ticket to the dance by winning their division. And so now we about to see. 
And now we about to see. Of course, they got Stephon Diggs. That defense. And, and then, too, I'm going to speak on that defense. Their defense is a little bit older. But they got some – they got a couple players who've been there before. Like, I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but a lot of people forget. Von Miller is still on the Bills. So you mean to tell me in a one-game one playoff he ain't going to make no flashes? He ain't going to sack that quarterback? He's been here before. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP. Like, he dominated a single game by himself. So if you don't think that he's going to be, like, a lot of people, like, I feel like it's kind of like the, to, to use a basketball reference, like how the Lakers used to do with Robert Ory. During the regular season, he would lay in the weeds. You would never, like, oh, he might hit a shot here. He might hit a shot there. When we going up against the Kings, when we was going up against the Spurs, big shot Bob was always going to be there. And that's what I feel like Vaughn going to do. That's what I feel like Vaughn going to do. Because the only way to neutralize that and to get on the Steelers is they need to run the football. Najee Harris, Najee Harris, Najee Harris. Oh, yeah, and did I mention they need to give the ball to Najee Harris? Because it's been a good resurgent from Mason Rudolph, and they got him into the playoffs, but again, let's be honest. It's still Mason fucking Rudolph. Because if they thought Mason Rudolph was the guy, they wouldn't have never drafted Kenny Pickett. So it's cute that they made it. It's nice that they made it. But... The bus stops here. The Cinderella story. Let's take off the glass slipper, you know. And in my opinion, I don't feel like they have enough. Now, if they can keep Josh Allen on the sideline, like I said, give the ball to Najee Harris, then you got it. But if you got to get in third and long and stuff like and put the ball in Mason Rudolph's hands, yeah, no. Yeah, it ain't happening. And, and don't get me wrong, George Pickens, He's came out of nowhere. He's been doing his thing. The wide receiver for the Steelers, for those that don't know, he has been doing his thing. And it's like he's an afterthought because of his quarterback situation, I feel. Because I know, like, the DKs get talked about. The A.J. Browns get talked about. If you just look at this season, he's been on that level, on that trajectory as a young player. It's just what they said, like, They'll just need a quarterback. And this is no disrespect to Kenny Pickett. I don't know. Uh, Kenny Pickett, excuse me. I don't know if he's going to be that guy or not. I like his poise. I like his demeanor. But I feel like for the Steelers, it got to be. Like growing up, you used to, like, Steelers used to having that guy. Like, honestly, like from Cordell Stewart to Ben Roethlisberger, it's usually been that name over there. And then you got the defense. Steelers are always going to play great defense. Of course, they got uh, T.J. Watt over there, who's a monster. Just like I was saying about Von Miller, he can wreck a game. And, and, and that's what scares me about the Josh Allen situation with his turnovers. Don't let T.J. Watt, and his, I mean, to the offensive line, too, because they got to protect. But Josh is that type of quarterback to where, like, he'll, he'll hold the ball a little bit longer to make that splash play. You know what I mean? I believe in my arm more than I should. No matter what my eyes see, my arm says I can get it there. Excuse me. So that that's a possibility too. 
I'll never forget the Steelers' defense. My whole thing is, is they going to be able to put enough points on that board? Because turnovers or not, Josh is going to score. He's going to score. That is, it's just when you get, if you can keep it close, Steelers, and get to that fourth quarter and put that pressure on Josh Allen. See, it doesn't matter. And then it's like the whole Bills Mafia thing. That's a real thing. But like I said, and I know it was a regular season game, but my Broncos went into went into Buffalo and rattled Josh Allen. Like he still he still is who he is. Like my brother said, he bounced back. He figured it out. They won the division. I'm not denying that. Shout out to bro. He was right on that. But no, this, this proves if I was right or wrong, because they know tomorrow, and this is what I was talking about. And he know, he know this is what I was talking about. But this is what I was referring to, the playoffs. Because should the Steelers beat the Bills? Hell no. Hell no. Because talent-wise, they're not like full talent-wise. Offense, defense, special teams, they're not on that level. But again, if you hold my feet to the fire, if anybody can figure it out, you give me Mike Tomlin over Sean McDermott any day of the week. As motivator, X's and O's, it don't matter. So that's going to be a knockout drag out. I think it needs to be, that needs to be a defensive matchup. It needs to be a field goal type game, you know, 10, 17, you know, like it may be a touchdown or two, but you can't get it. You can't let it get to the high 20s or even the 30s because if it does, Steelers, you have no shot. So you got to keep it a defensive game. Let T.J. Watt take over the game like we know he can and see if you can sneak out of Buffalo with a win. Now, personally, do I think you're going to do it? No. No, but that's why you play the game. Opinions are just that. Everybody has one. But as long as Josh Allen don't make that crucial turnover, which I'm not too enthused about because, you know, I pay attention to track record, the Bills should come out. And they should be going to the divisional round. Easy call. But again, keep it low and slow. And still, you still got a chance. So we will see. I don't really know how I'm going to lean with that one. Because like I said, it's a, like I haven't did my picks. And like some of them in my head I've done. But I'm not going to reveal them on the channel. Because I got to log them in first. But yeah, just that's going to be a real interesting matchup. Also... I think it needs to be a defensive. Like I said, if it get over 30-plus points, you can go on and mark it down to the Bills because I don't think the Steelers can score with them. But, yeah, with that being said, next I'm going to talk about, I mean, we all, everybody wants us to talk about this team. Like, who they playing against, it's cool to talk about because he come from where I come from. So, so next I'm going to talk about them Cowboys and, and versus the Packers. You know, that's an old NFL matchup. Forget NFC, AFC. That's an NFL showdown. But yeah, so stick with me, y'all. All right, so next, of course, like I was saying, we're going to talk about uh, the Cowboys versus the Packers. And it's exciting because, of course, like, let's be honest, they call Cowboys America's team. So we're going to tune in no matter what. Whether you want to see whether you love the Cowboys and you want to see them win, whether you hate the Cowboys and you want to see them lose, we're going to tune in. It is just is what it is. Jerry Jones has been a marketing genius for years regardless. 
people tune in. If you want, if you love the Cowboys, you tune in and see them win. If you hate the Cowboys or you don't like the Cowboys, because hate is kind of a strong word, you don't. I mean, you you gonna tune in regardless, right? And then for for me, it's cool because they playing against the Packers and they playing against Jordan Love. Shout out to the city. Shout out to Bakersfield, California. Got to give the hometown boy some love. But with that being said, they is in Dallas, and Dallas has been impeccable at home. I got to give them credit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the Dak Prescott, he's been doing his thing. He hasn't. Now, him saying that goofy shit at the beginning, of the, I'm not going to turn the ball over. I'm not going to have zero. Come on, bro. Like, you've been doing way better, but let's not do that. That's the only gripe I really got against him. I don't like people who, who talk beforehand. Let your play do the talking. I don't want to hear you. Like, that's in all aspects. I, no one wants to hear. Don't don't brag. Don't hear. Just do. You know what I mean? But with that being said, like, that combination, that rapport that he's recreated with uh, C.D. Lamb, another 88, you know, shout out to Drew Pearson. Shout out to the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Throw up the X for Dez Bryant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that lineage is, like, crazy. And... We got to give credit because he had a 200-yard receiving game. I, I believe he broke Michael Irvin's. It was either Michael Irvin's or Des Bryant. He broke the record for a single season in a game for a wide receiver. He broke the Cowboys record. And as far as the Cowboys go back, I mean, we talking about Roger Stallback days. Like I said, this is not just a, a NFC playoff. Uh, this is like before the – this was NFL championship. Like when they – before – Super Bowl, these teams was going at it. Like, you know what I mean? They was going at it, like, before the whole merger, before the AFC was created and all those other things, right? When the AFL was still going on. And, now, honestly, like, personally, do I want the Packers to have a chance? Yes, of course. Because I want to see the Cowboys lose. I mean, it would be the... It will be the best part of the weekend. Now, honestly, like, if I'm speaking with my, not with my heart, but with my head and with knowledge of the game and the things that I do know, do the Cowboys have a chance? I mean, do the Packers have a chance? Hell no. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. But with the Cowboys, a lot of the times what can go wrong do go wrong. It's like they're a walking accident. Like, so don't do all this. Because they've been, I, I want to say, yeah, undefeated at home. They ain't lost the home game in Jerry's world. And y'all at the crib. Y'all won NFC East. So congratulations on that. You know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta give y'all credit. Got to give y'all credit. Didn't think y'all could do it. The way the Eagles started out, didn't think the Cowboys would do it. You know what I mean? They had a shot at the number one seed, but it was a couple of you know, games in there that they, you know, like kind of fell down at the end or didn't score. I think it was the game against Miami. They they was in prime position to beat Miami, and they didn't beat Miami, and that, so it put them to where they're at today. But with that being said, dominate. Cowboys, you should dominate. There's no other. This is the matchup you should have wanted. This is the matchup you should have got. Uh, Michael, per Michael Parsons, excuse me, should – have Jordan Love flustered. He don't got the experience. The receiving core for the Packers, they're not experienced. So everything 
every, even what the eye tell you, what paper tell you, the way the rosters are set up, the Cowboys should dominate. This game should not be close. But like I was saying, there's a one and done aspect. It is the playoffs and it is the Cowboys. They should dominate. But will they dominate is the question. Because we all going to be tuned in. I mean, I know it's not going to matter. Win, lose, or draw, they're still not going to shut the fuck up. They could lose by 50, and you would think they won the game because they don't never shut up, especially on social media. Them fans, they don't ever. See, it's not the Cowboys we don't like. Let me let me, let me, let me let y'all in on something. It ain't the Cowboys they don't like. Dak Prescott is a talented quarterback. Put himself in the MVP race. Regardless if you think he's the MVP or not, he in there. He had this season alone, great consideration. C.D. Lamb, they talk about Justin Jefferson. They talk about Jamar Chase. They talk about A.J. Brown. It's a reason why they're not talking about C.D. They should be because he's killing it. He dominate. But it's kind of like I was saying in the last segment about the Bills. It's like in the crucial moments, we've seen the team as a whole, not C.D., but we've seen the team as a whole fold like a cheap-ass tent. So it's like, can y'all finally prove us wrong? Is this finally the year where y'all break through and get to the Super Bowl? Because I've been hearing about this since I was about eight years old. I'm in my mid-30s now, y'all. And I'm exaggerating. I was here, I was probably hearing about the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl probably a little bit before that. Because I think the last time they went was, what, 96? I think I was about, about five or six years old. Or going on seven or something like that. It's been a long time. So it's like, you did all this in the regular season. Dak to CD. Jack to CD. To the point where it's like, okay, you don't have the Zeke issue anymore. Tony Pollard's been serviceable. He ain't been as great as I thought he would be. With Zeke finally out the way. But y'all got the right combination. Dak to CD. Dak to CD. They got Brandon Cooks on the other side. Not to diminish him. He's a playmaker. He can make plays. But don't complicate it. Mike McCarthy, don't try to be a genius. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Go what's been working and put these boys away early. Because the one thing about the Packers, I mean, and shout out to Matt LaFleur too, because everybody thought, including myself, I'm not going to lie, Aaron Rodgers is gone from the Jordan Love we had seen in those few preseason games. It didn't look like, see, a lot of people, I don't listen to the media. Them motherfucking stupid people on fuck ESPN and all that. Even the ones that play the game. Like, of course, you know the game, but it seems like y'all get under that media umbrella of ESPN or whatever the case may be, even the ones on Fox. You, and you, you don't, you're not, it's like you're not allowed to speak the full truth. Even when you know the game, you got to kind of, Keep it vanilla to not make the people that never touch the football look completely stupid. You got to make them look like they know what the fuck they're talking about. And it can't, you can tell the ones that's like, you know better than that. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like it was a lot of the, like a lot of people, they was, and I get it. They might have been trying to keep Aaron Rodgers' legacy alive with the Packers because they did this a lot. To Brett Favre, when Brett Favre was getting pushed out the door, when it was ready for Aaron to be the quarterback. Like, oh, he's older, he's this, Aaron this. But then it was a lot of, like, 
it was a lot of talking. Like, oh, he's not going to be able to get it done. And then, like, as soon as he hit the field, oh, he's the greatest thrower of the football. He can make all the throws. He did this and that and third. And, like I said, going into the season, did we think Jordan was going to be able to? No. Off of what we heard. Because if you hear a lie enough, it becomes the truth, regardless of who you are, right? But to see him do that, to be able to step into the shadow of Lambeau Field, not only Brett Favre's legacy, but Aaron Rodgers' legacy, like, and to to hear Aaron say, like, oh, I, I'm not here to help my backup. They draft my replacement, whatever the case may be. But then that's why I thought it was the fakest shit in the world when, like, like Jordan came out, guns are blazing, doing what he got to do. Shout out to the town. And Bakersfield stand up. And they talking about Aaron going to send him a text message. I wouldn't have had that nigga number. Excuse my French, my Swahili. I wouldn't have had that motherfucking number. I would have blocked his ass. You know what I'm saying? I would have blocked his ass. But I know that's probably not Jordan's character. He probably chose to take the high road or whatever. But he's been doing his thing, man. And he he got the Packers into the playoffs. And, like, if they don't win, I'm not going to be disappointed. He did he did a lot with a little. Like, cause this team, we could say they're three years ahead of schedule. The Packers was not supposed to make the playoffs. Let's just be honest. With a young quarterback, with a young receiving core, you know what I mean? With a service, they do got a serviceable defense, but that's just it. It's serviceable. So again, Cowboys, take care of business. Cause if not, you already know what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's a lot of us that can't wait to laugh at y'all. And shout out to my boy Edgar, bro. I gotta give a shout out to my boy Edgar because I have football debates with him a lot of the times, and he's a diehard Cowboy fan. But I feel like He's a he's a cowboy fan that you can you know how sometimes you 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 go through arguments with cowboy fans and, and you know debates or whatever and it's like you can tell they got a biased mindset so this this conversation is pointless my boy he ain't like that so he's he's probably the only that I can actually have an honest conversation with the other one was my cutty Nelson rest in peace and nail he ain't here but I'm talking about as far as on this earth. I'd say my boy Edgar is probably the only Cowboy fan that I can have a logical conversation with. The, the rest of y'all, y'all completely biased, so y'all better win. Because if y'all don't, us non-Cowboy fans, we're going to be on y'all ass. Because y'all got the easiest matchup probably of the weekend. So go on and take care of business. But yeah, with that being said, next I'm going to talk about the Rams. They was a very surprising team too. So yeah, stick with me, y'all. All right, y'all, so next we're going to talk about, yeah, it's kind of a, well, I don't want to say yeah, but it, it's, it's an exciting matchup for the aspect of, like, the coaching. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get to the players and what's on the field in a minute, but on this one, you got Sean McVay versus Dan Campbell. And I'm, I'm prefaced by saying Dan Campbell, that's my favorite coach. I'm, I just love his, his aura, the aura he has about himself. He's proven to be a good X's and O's coach. The only mistake he made where I was kind of irritated where it was like, bruh, okay, the referees say you didn't check in, but you, the ref, the offensive lineman did check in. You Going for going for the two, three straight times in a row, that was like, and I get it. You had the NFC North already sewn up. You had already made the playoffs. You was riding a high, whatever. First time since 93, all that. I get it. But that decision, 
that maverick mentality, that radical mentality, especially against Sean McVay, you can't do that in the playoffs. In the regular season, you can get away with it because you had more to play for. You had already sold everything up, so you really had nothing to lose. But let's not do Let's not be the reason why we lose again. Don't do that. And I say we as far as them, not as if and that's my team. But I love that coach. I like Sean McVay too, though. So this is going to be a battle of, like, the energetic coaches. I like their, like, they're more of like you could tell they're players. They're players coaches. You know what I mean? Like there's a few. There's Mike McDaniel's. There's of course Mike Tomlin. Even though he's, you could tell he's old school. He still has that aura about him. You got Dan Campbell and you got Sean McVay, and these two happen to match up against each other. Now, as far as on talent, it's kind of hard because they both, like of course, uh, Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit. He's the quarterback of the L.A. Rams. Uh, uh, Puka is doing his thing. That that dude is he's special. It uh for it's either gonna be like I said, C.J. Stroud should be rookie of the year, but I think Puka will be offensive rookie of the year. Can't really say his last name, so I'm just gonna say Puka. The you know the wide receiver for the uh for the Rams, y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all watch the games, y'all know what I'm talking about. Of course, you got um. And Aaron Donald, that defense, but Detroit, they got they got St. Brown on offense. They got uh, Jared Goff. I mean, they basically they was traded for each other. Yeah, they was traded for each other. The the two quarterbacks that was traded for each other, they they matching up because let's not forget Jared Goff did take the Rams to a Super Bowl. Now they didn't win it, but he took them there. They they made the trade and then they won with Matthew Stafford and it's like we've been waiting for about a year and a half for them to be the Rams again. Of course, I know like you know as y'all know like when players when a team wins the Super Bowl, what happens is a lot of players want their money. Injuries uh, happen, uh, and I and I think what I think about this game is I think as talented as Detroit is and what they've shown us, I think they have a mindset of like. We ain't never really won nothing, so this might be good enough, and I think they might. This might it might rear its ugly head when it comes to that. Like I feel like, because the Rams have been there and they got that championship poise. Like I was saying a little bit ago, you just need a ticket to the dance, and once you get through that dough, you can dance with anybody. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta have that courage, and I think the Rams because they. they because the way the Rams started out, and I know, like, my boy show thought they was done. Like, shout out to my boy Mike Penn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my Cuddy Simar. Like, it's, it's a few Rams fans that I know that it started out rough. Like, honestly, I could say they was on the same trajectory as, like, as record-wise, not game-wise. Because, like I said, we can never get over what the Dolphins did to us. But they was looking like the Broncos for a minute, and we thought, we thought that um, Matt Stafford was done, if we're just being honest. Like, early in the season, you wasn't really hearing from Aaron Donald, so you're like, you kind of think, like, because should he have, he kind of flirted with retirement, uh, I think last year or the year before. Like after the Super Bowl, he flirted with retirement. And then we start seeing Aaron Donald, and he start dominating in them trenches, and he start making plays. And see, what a lot of people don't know is when you're that dominant, you're going to face a double in a triple team. So it's not necessarily you when it comes to stats. 
That's why I said stats don't never tell the whole story. Yeah. So this is going to be another exciting matchup. Man, that's like, other than don't let Aaron Donald wreck the game. See, that's the crazy. They both got two dynamic players uh, on their, because Hutchinson is a monster on the other side. So they both got two dynamic players that could, that correct the um, game defensively. But I think it's going to be touchdowns because I don't see nobody on the back end for Detroit able to guard the receiving core of the – because you got Cooper Cup and then you got uh, Puka – I think it's Puka Nikoa. I think Nikoa, I'm going to try to say his last name just once. If I fucked it up, my bad. But y'all know who I'm talking about. But, yeah, I don't see the Lions DBs able to hang with that. Like, you know what I mean? So this is going to be another – High-scoring game, but it's going to come down. Is Hutchinson going to make a big play in the crucial moment, or is Aaron Donald going to be Aaron Donald? And that's like, okay, that's that's the other, that's the eight, that's the other AD of LA. Is we going to see? Is we going to see him? I don't know, because y'all done scratched and y'all clawed and y'all done made it this far. Detroit being the sixth seed, y'all being uh, Detroit being the three seed, excuse me, and y'all being the sixth seed. Y'all, from where y'all started, I believe y'all started out one and five, similar to, like I said, my Broncos. And y'all was able to scratch and claw and see. The Rams have been quietly good over the last eight weeks or so. I ain't going to lie. When it be, when it come to, like I said, uh, at the beginning, we do the, uh, the pick and pull. Like my mom, shout out to my mom. Uh, but I, I, was, I was quietly picking the Rams, like, because I seen it. I seen it, you know what I mean? Being a podcaster, you got to, I didn't got to the point where I got to watch all the guys. You know, you got to keep, we do it anyway because we got to, like I said, we do that and we pick all the teams. But I don't know, the Rams have been quietly, I've been seeing them come up slowly and slowly and slowly, similar to what, like I said, my Broncos was doing in the middle, but the Rams was doing it too, but it wasn't as talked about. Like, you know what I mean? There was, there was just no, and then I was having a, uh, I was having a conversation just the other day. Like I said, a big Rams fan, my cousin Simar, we was having a uh, a conversation about it. And I told her, I said, if y'all get, if y'all, if they get in the playoff, they got a chance. I said, if they get in the playoffs, they got a chance. Because we, we still, well, like I said, that lot, that week 18, we wasn't sure if the Rams was going to get in. So, yeah, man, they, they was able to turn it around. This is going to be another exciting matchup. That one is, that one's hard for me. I really, not even in my head, I haven't picked that one yet because I'm like, I like what they got in Detroit, but I, like I said, I've been rooting for the Rams the past eight weeks or so. So we'll see how that go. I haven't, like I said, I haven't decided just yet where I'm gonna lean with that one because they're they're evenly matched up from the coaching. They have the defensive star, and then they, of course they got the receiving cores. It's like it's like a perfect matchup. So it could either be a defensive game with field goals and everything, or it could be very high scoring. But uh, like I said, I don't really know. I don't know not one. Detroit Lions fan personally, but I can say, you know, shout out to my boy Mike Penn, shout out to my boy Show, my Cuddy Simar, of course, shout out to Breezy, uh, Pops Johnny, like, like real Rams fan. So this was it. This would be exciting. And like again, I like I'm a Bronco fan, but you know what I mean. California is the home team, so whether it's the 49ers or whether it's the Rams, like when California is jumping. Hey, it's good for us all, especially the ones, you know what I mean, especially the ones that's from here, that want to be from here, you know what I mean? But, uh, 
yeah, but with that being said, that's going to be so exciting. You got the Rams versus the Lions. Rams have scratched and clawed. Rams ain't what their record is. They better than what their record to tell you. They, they're not what their seeding is, so don't be confused. The thing about it is, are the Lions really the third best team in the NFC? I know they was in the regular season, but there is no tomorrow for nobody. So it comes down to one game. So you got to ask yourself that. like, Is that young talent going to be a – it's a youth over experience. Because Sean McVay has been there. He's won. He's lost. This is Dan Campbell's first time. Jared Goff's been there, but he was there with Sean McVay as a young player. So we'll see. That's going to be very exciting with that one. So that could be another pick em game. All these is really pick em games because, like I said, one bad call or one, you know, crucial call or whatever, and it can swing the game. But if you can get up early and put the game out of way where, where the reception, I mean reception, where the referees won't matter, that's probably your best bet when it comes to a one-and-done situation because, like I said, for nobody there is no tomorrow, so you got to put your best foot forward. And then you worry about the division game. Uh, you worry about the divisional round, excuse me, next week. So, yeah, last but certainly not least, I'm going to talk about we got a Monday game. Like I said, this is super wild card weekend, so it all it stretches. It actually stretches. They put it to where it stretches into next week, technically. I don't know. It depends. Do the week start for Sunday or y'all? Do it start for Monday or y'all? It just depends on how you look at it. But, yeah, next I'm going to talk about the Eagles and the Bucks to wrap us up. Okay, so last but certainly not least, we're going to talk about the Eagles versus the Bucks. Now, this one, this one is a little crazy because it's basically, let's just be honest. Over the last six or seven weeks, the Eagles ain't what we, they're like, it's like, is it that Super Bowl loser hangover coming in? Because the way they started out the season, it's like, oh, that, that was a myth for them. Like, that's not going to – because, honestly, because history would tell you, like, the loser of the Super Bowl, they normally don't come back the next season as strong for whatever reason. But the Eagles was the complete opposite of that. But it's like they had the hangover, but it was the middle, towards the middle to the end of the season, like, like, they're losing games that they're clearly, I don't know if it is a, is a level of, like, disinterest or whatever the case may be, but you literally had a stranglehold over the NFC East that would have got you a, a home playoff game for this. Oh, well, you could have, you had the one seed locked up, matter of fact. You know what I mean? And then, like, you was battling with the Niners towards the end, and then you completely gave it away. And the defense started getting exposed. Slay and Bradbury and uh, Blankenship and all these on, on the back end start getting real exposed it, to the point where you see if, if the Eagles can't get pressure, they can be gashed. And that's not a good look for this game because now y'all on the road and y'all in Tampa. And, yes, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the Buccaneers. They're, you know what I mean, they barely won the NFC South. The NFC South was weak and all these other things. You can say what you want, 
but Baker Mayfield been balling. Think about all the teams that didn't gave up on Baker. The Browns. He was a bridge for the Rams. The Panthers let him go. But look what he's doing now. And to step into the shoes and not like figuratively, not like literally, but more figuratively, Tom Brady was the quarterback of the Bucks. And who was the quarterback right after? It's Ben Baker Mayfield. And he stepped right in like a champ. So, with that being said, Eagles, now y'all done put yourself in a fucked up position. Because now y'all got to go on the road and play. As the fifth seed, unless some craziness going at the top, y'all not going to see the link, as y'all like to call it. Lincoln Financial, y'all not going to, yeah. Y'all had the chance and y'all let it go. Now y'all got to be road warriors to get it done. I mean, it's crazy, man. Like, just the, from the way the season started to the way y'all look now, y'all don't even look like the Eagles that we saw last year. Jalen Hurts can't score. A.J. Brown dropping passes. They forgetting Devontae Smith is even on the team. Like, it looks crazy. Like, I don't know, like, I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, the coaches lost the locker room and they need a different voice. I'm not saying Nick Sirianni not a good coach. But you got to be able to make adjustments in the game. You can't do you can't do the same old thing if you keep getting L after L after L after L. And in the crucial games, too. In the games that you're supposed to win, you're not even showing up. That 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 right there, that's a coaching issue. You don't you don't got your team ready. Of course, as a player, you should be motivated by the circumstances exponentially anyway. But as a coach, your job is to make sure that your players is ready. And your team, your your team ain't looked ready. Now the Bucks, you see that fire. You see that fight. And not only is it the head coach, you see it in the quarterback too. Baker not trying to be too cool for school. Them days is over with. You got to remember. Y'all got to remember. Baker Mayfield, that's how he, that, that was his college experience as a walk-on, the underdog and all. So he embracing this. And like I was saying a little bit ago, the top receivers that they don't give a credit to. Do y'all know that this was like Mike Williams' eighth straight season with over 1,000 yards? No matter who the quarterback was, if it was Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, and now Baker Mayfield. He just been doing his thing down in Tampa. Not trying to force his way out. Not none of that crazy. He just been doing what he do. Like, if he retire, he should be re- he should retire a buck. And I would be proud. Because he do his thing, man. Mike Evans does his thing week in, week out, season after season. No matter who pulling the trigger. Because that, that's a lot of the excuse. Well, the quarterback can't do because the quarterback is... He ain't said it not one time. And like I was saying, you know how the Browns gave up on Baker? Baker is the same quarterback that Odell had. Odell wasn't doing what Mike doing. He's doing it now because he got Lamar. But I'm just saying that. Like, you know what I'm just saying? It don't look like, like Baker is completely as bad as they say. 
and the Eagles, y'all going to be in for a dogfight. If y'all lose, I would not be surprised. But if y'all barely win, I would not be surprised. Do I expect y'all to dominate the Bucks? Hell no. Y'all ain't showed me nothing. It's more of a disappointment. It looks more of a disappointment week in and week out. It's the same thing. Defense getting exposed. Hey, defense coordinator, try some zone on the back end. I let throw pride out the window because they can't guard it. They can't guard a traffic cone. They don't. Them. It ain't that. Like you know what I mean. If you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, or send send the house. Send you gonna have to send the house against Baker and pray to God he's not accurate. Because y'all need to do something. Because if y'all sit there and let Baker Millfield be poison that pocket and pick that sorry ass secondary y'all got in Philadelphia apart, you are gonna be going home. And that's what's gonna happen. Because it's like, yo, did, Baker Mayfield is built for these moments. Yeah, we done seen Jalen Hurts make some great comebacks. But you dealing with somebody on the other side, they thrive with this type of stuff. So, Sirianni, is you going to be able to get your team up? Is you going to be able to get them up for this game? Because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be that pregame speech in the locker room. That's going Because clearly letting the veterans talk and the players talk, and the figure, they can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. And shout out to my boy Gilly because he he try to motivate him through his videos on Instagram. And I know he be on the sidelines. And he, bro, I feel for you because I be the same thing. I can't watch this shit because it ain't even. And I'm not even an Eagles fan. But it's just like I said, I got to watch all the games just so I know what I'm talking about. And it's it's hard to watch because the talent is there. But it's like. Okay, now we're in the playoffs. Now we can flip that switch. But guess what? NBA, you could probably get away from that. Get away with that. NHL, you could probably get away with that. Because it's serious. This one and done here. So, if you don't bring it Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Y'all play on Monday this week. If you don't bring it how it's supposed to be brought, you will be sent home packing. So, yeah. It's going to be an exciting Weekend of football, y'all, from from top to bottom. Like, all these, I love all these matchups. Of course, it was a couple of teams, mine included, I wanted to sneak in there. But looking how it all shaped out and how the matches have come, they're all, they have a, there's a lot of similarities in every matchup. So, there's not one, other than that Cowboys game, where it's kind of lop, where it seems lopsided. But like I was saying, the fact that it's the Cowboys, it, the other team is never out of it because the Cowboys always do something to keep you in it. I don't know if it's for the entertainment factor or whatever the case may be. It's, you know, what can go wrong will go wrong a lot of the times. So let's hope for Cowboys' sake. It don't hope, let's hope for our sake as other fans that it do. But, yeah, with that being said, it's going to be an exciting uh, weekend of football. So you can tune in to that matchup again. You got the Browns versus the Texans. You got the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. You got the Steelers versus the Bills. The Packers versus the Cowboys. And the Rams versus the Lions. And then to end out the weekend or end out super uh, wild, because to end out the wild card, because it's not technically the weekend, you got the Eagles and the Bucks on Monday night. But yeah, with that being said, I'm going to get out of here like this. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time. Stay lion-hearted.
Lion Hearted Podcast.